There is a handsome fellow stamped into our Zoom call here. His name's Blaine Kylo, and it's technological word time. Is a technological technological world. Blaine Kylo, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. High tech studio that Blaine Kylo is uh, is broadcasting from. Is this this is the uh, this is the layer? Is it that you're in? Yeah, I spend way too much time in this little spot here, this little corner <laughs> of the garage. <laughs> you know that's true, though, isn't it? Though I mean, it was a lot before COVID, and then now during COVID for people who have come home from work. But then I find that some of us, some of us go to our office just to get away from the kids and get away from the family for a minute. Yeah. My office is more than just an office. It's, 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 I don't like to call it a man cave, but lots of people do because that's kind of what it is. It's a nice little place to get away. What's your favorite technological thing that you have in your man cave that you couldn't live without? Whoa. Good headphones. Yeah, is it? Is it the, the, the big muffs that you're wearing? Or are we going into the earbud conversation? <laughs> no, you know what? I actually have about eight different sets of headphones for various tasks. Um, these ones that I'm wearing here are uh, um, HyperCloud, HyperX Clouds. Um, but I've got some Sennheisers that are really nice. And yeah, I've been collecting the wireless earbuds lately because every time you get a new set of those, they get better and better. And uh, yeah, that's a nice segue into the Galaxy Buds Pro from Samsung, which I have been wearing for a little over a week now. And they're amazing. It's, is it just me or Samsung seem to be releasing new buds every couple of months or are they just remarketing the same ones or how's this working because it seems to be that we we hear about new ones all the time yeah I, I they're on a bit of a quicker cycle it's not just an annual cycle right now with the wireless earbuds but again that's because the technology is changing pretty dramatically and pretty quickly so if you've got new features that you can roll out and you can justify um, manufacturing and selling those things and people are going to buy them why not um, and the Galaxy Buds Pro are the next level up from the, um, wow, I can't even remember what they were called, but the, the, the ones, the little bean shaped ones that yeah. I talked about last time, um, yeah. these don't have that bean shape. They're a little more of the traditional, um, earbud that, that actually inserts into the ear canal. And there's a couple of things about the Galaxy Buds Pro that I'm really liking. One is that they, they actually, when they're in, they're flush to your ear, so they don't stick out. Um, so they're not really obvious that you're wearing earbuds. And if you're wearing a toque or something like that, because it is wintertime, they don't catch on the, the toque or anything. So having them flush is actually a nice little um, feature. But the really killer thing that these things have is what Samsung calls, I want to make sure I get this straight, um, intelligent active noise cancellation. Intelligent? So, 
Yeah, so it automatically changes the um, noise cancellation depending on your context, which is really cool. So if I've got it set the right way, I can be wearing the earbuds and walk into a restaurant or a coffee shop um, wearing a mask, of course. And when the earbuds hear me talking and they can recognize that I'm having a conversation, they automatically let sound in from the outside so that and dim the, the playback on the earbuds so I can actually have a conversation. And even better, because you've got something stuck in your ears, they don't just let sound in, they actually amplify the sound from outside so you can actually hear what's going on. You can hear the conversation that you're having with somebody and then when you finished your conversation because you picked up your sack of grub or your coffee or whatever it is, they switch back and you get your playback again until you need to talk to somebody else and then they automatically switch back. I've never had this before. I've never seen this before. I've never experienced it before. It's quite cool. Yeah, not automated. I mean, I've seen it on the app where you can touch on the app and then it switches to the microphones of the ambient noises and sort of dims the music, but never not automated. I mean, that sounds really cool yeah, and well, convenient. And you can still do that. You can still do that. You still have, you know, with your Android device, they don't have an app for the iPhone yet, which was is the one thing about the Galaxy Buds Pro that, bugs me is I, I don't have that kind of fine control because I'm an iPhone user. If you've got an Android device, you do have that. You can configure it, how much ambient noise you want in, but then you can also set it to automatically adjust based on your context. And yeah, nobody else has got that feature. Yeah. And I, the one thing I will add that with, I know the ones that I have, but it's a third party app that does it automatically. But I mean, again, the extra steps of getting the app, getting the thing, setting it up, doing it all, blah. Uh, if it comes built into the phone, so much better, so much cooler. Um, gee, are you like a, have you ever tried the foamy attachments? You know, the little attachments that you put on the earbud to stick them in your ear. They get the right size. I don't know about you. I have lopsided ear, ear hole sizes. So I used to use a different I've size got, of the rubber ones. Yeah. I, I don't like the foam. I like the silicon tips best. Yeah. Um, and I've got really small canals, it turns out, because I always have to swap out the ones that come standard with the small size. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the reasons I can't wear, you know, the, the regular ear things that just kind of hang in your ear. I, I can't use those. I don't have enough of a space there for them to hang on. Yeah, I uh, I love the foamy ones because of the off lopsidedness of my of my ear holes. Not everybody's ear yeah, holes are the space. same. They do. They do fill a space and they stick in there and don't fall out. So I like that part. All right, Blaine Kylo. Um, it's Solocore S O L O C O R P S dot com and on Twitter too. Uh, not only headphones. One of my favorite things with uh, Fortnite is the music now. In the cars, turning on the music and being able to listen to songs. But there's more entertainment coming for delivery through Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite's debuting a film festival this weekend. It starts on Friday at 11 Pacific time, 2 o'clock Eastern. Um, short night is 12 short films that are going to be screening around the clock. And you go into Fortnite to experience this. You can do it in one of two ways. You can either get a group of people together and just watch them like a virtual big screen festival if you want to do it that way. Or you can go picture in picture and have the videos 
showing while you're playing one of the Fortnite multiplayer games. Um, this is not the first time that Epic, which is the developer and publisher of Fortnite, has done something like this. They've done concerts and video premieres and things like that before, all tied to music. This is the first time that they've done a film festival, but really establishing Fortnite as not just a game, but a place where mostly kids go and they really do they go and they hang out there are lots of populations and groups of kids that go in and they kind of half play Fortnite, but really it's just a shared environment that they can be in together especially these days because they can't go and hang out at the mall or the local baseball park they can do that in Fortnite. They have chat in there, they can talk to each other, they can goof around, and now they can watch short films, one of which is actually Nick Park, who's the um, art, Marin, art, Artvark animation. He's the stop-motion animation guy from the UK. And his very first sort of um, short film, Creature Comforts, is one of the films that's playing. It's an Academy Award winner. It's hilarious. One of the 12 films showing in the Short Night Film Festival on Fortnite all weekend. So how do you think that happens? Do you think that those artists, because some of the artists that have had the music events that have gone on there, do you think the artists pay for that exposure? Because that network on Fortnite must be massive and valuable to get your stuff in there. Yeah, I suspect that they're not paying for that privilege. I think that it's still like any other concert where a promoter is paying a fee to be able to get an artist in. Um, I haven't investigated the relationships, uh, whether or not there's any kind of shared relationship with some of the artists that have participated. I think Travis Scott was the most recent um, concert experience that Fortnite did, but I suspect that Epic is probably paying some kind of a fee um, to get these artists in place. Um, but again, you know, this is, Epic is just making a killing off of this Fortnite property and being able to keep people inside that environment, that is yeah. their goal. That is what they're trying to do. And if they can do it with music events and, and film festivals, more to them. Yeah, and also variety, not just shooting people with a shotgun, which is kind of cool for people to see some cultural things in there, too. I like that. All right, technology in schools has turned out to be quite the battle. Uh, Google was very much winning it with the Chromebooks in a lot of ways. Apple tried to compete with the lower-end iPad, and now they're not alone in this fight. Yeah, Amazon has always sort of tried to keep a hand in community development. Um, and they've got this future engineer program that they've got in various countries and communities. It's now coming to Canada. They're spending $3 million over the next three years in various programs. Uh, Canada Learning Code is getting some money. Kids Code Jeunesse, which is a French-based program, is getting money. And Taking IT Global, which is a, an initiative that brings coding and computer science programs to the north. Um, these are all as organizations that are getting some of this funding. And the whole idea here is to um, provide computer science, STEM programming, and coding programming to primarily underrepresented and underserved communities. So they're really trying to focus on getting young girls and females involved, and also indigenous communities and any other communities that typically aren't represented in that kind of computer programming space. Amazon's trying to target them with the Future Engineer Initiative. The STEM programs is a big deal, and I know that they're not the only ones that are jumping into this um, science and mathematics technology thing. 
with um, with different cultural groups because I know that some of the competitions, I, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine that represents that, and he said in the STEM category, in one of their competitions they had, they had one submission. And it is so incredibly underrepresented uh, in those groups. There's a big push right now. So if you know anybody who likes the science, the technology, the math, and all those things, uh, look into it. There's all kinds of opportunities out there, and Amazon's jumping on it too. We are going to be talking about some Nintendo stuff here on The Shift coming up. How about a Super Mario 3D World? Is it as good as Ryan's 3D Doritos that he has? Uh, it is. It is as good as it was when it came out in 2013. What Nintendo's been doing lately is they made all of these games for the Wii U, which is the platform that nobody wants to talk about that came out before the Switch. It was not very well received, did not sell very well. And Nintendo made a whole bunch of games that nobody played. And so they've been um, progressively over the past few months releasing ports of these games for the Switch. Super Mario 3D World is the latest. It's a 3D experience, very similar to the experience that was on the Wii U. But what's different this time is Nintendo paired up the re-release of 3D World with a new game called Bowser's Fury. And that's really where you're going to have some fun with this game. Bowser's Fury. The game takes place in a kingdom of cats. Here, a range of islands float upon a vast lake. But Bowser doesn't find it so relaxing. He's furious! Now, Mario and Bowser Jr. must unite. Can these reluctant allies collect the cat shines littered all over the kingdom? One thing's for sure, this is no time for a cat nap. Uh, it sounds like it's got the old school uh, flair to it, but just a little bit more narration and, and stuff going on. Yeah, that, that's a bit from the explanatory trailer that Nintendo released. And really, this is it, it is a two-player game. It's really a one-player game. Um, the second player gets to play Bowser Jr., and it's it's not the same kind of experience. You get to assist the main player. You don't get to run around. You don't have the f sort of freedom of movement. Um, but... This is an amazing game. It's it's essentially it's like one big boss battle that is interrupted by periods where you can explore this great big open world 3D place. You can ride Plessy, this uh, plesiosaur, and dive underneath the water. Um, it, it's really a fun, open, easy world to explore. And then every once in a while, Bowser throws a bit of a tantrum, and you have to avoid his attacks. And when you collect enough cat shines, you ring this big cat bell, you become a gargantuan Mario cat, and, and you can battle Bowser proper with uh, smacking him upside. Smack him upside the head. I love it. Blaine Kylo, solocore.com, at solocore, S-O-L-O-C-O-R-P-S. It is the technological world. Thanks so much, Blainer. Have fun, boys.